Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. And with me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He's here. We're alive. We're okay. We're safe. We're practicing social distancing outside of this particular show. Yeah, you should have a six-foot person in between Right, us. yeah, exactly. Um, like, we saw, you know, weirdly enough, right, as, you know, the coronavirus thing has kind of put a halt on most sports topics, right? The NBA season's frozen, NHL, baseball. We're going to talk about that in the second part of the episode a little bit. We're going to take a little bit of a different stance on it. Um, but outside of that, you know, and all the other stuff that's going on here uh, in the world today, we do still have some sports stuff to cover. More impor- Most importantly... Wrestling never stops, right? It's the one. It's the one thing throughout the whole year. They say there is no off season, and you know this kind of issue, this the pandemic that we're going through at the moment, is a perfect representation of that. No fans. It doesn't matter. We're still getting new Raws, kind of. We're still getting new SmackDowns, new NXTs, new AEW shows every single week, right? And most importantly. Somehow, some way, we're still getting a WrestleMania in this next weekend, unfortunately. Now, we're going to talk about all the rumors and everything else like that. We don't have any spoilers or anything. We're not going to do that. We are going to predict our card, though, uh, and preview that for you. But real quick, Mike, let's just revisit this because I know we talked about it a little bit uh, in past episodes. But with all of the stuff that's going on now, you know, with the changing of the card, I mean, is it more evident than ever that even though I know they've already filmed it, should they just postpone this thing? Because it's it's right now it feels like it's a very patchwork type of card and you're just going, Well, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I would love it if they did that. Yeah. If they just moved it yeah. to June, yeah. June seventh is right. a rumored date that mm-hmm. they want to do it. At MSG, right? At MSG. Hundred percent fine with that. Yeah. I do think, however, there's like four matches yeah. that I think are still okay with no crowd. Yeah. I think the rest of the card is gonna be rough to get through for the most part i I think there's about four or five matches on here that crowd or no crowd i think that we you could get through and be Mm -hmm. like oh that was good even without a crowd right and we'll get to those as we do predictions and we're going to talk too about how w there's a potential i don't know if you've heard this or not about maybe wwe china changing up the way they present wrestlemania a little bit too with like the whole like basically it's good and do it now i guess where they're kind of going to just do like live feeds from people's houses like yeah you know what i mean like around there which i think is going to look weird and yeah. awkward i well, don't know i've heard because there's some matches yeah. that are like like bray wyatt if yeah. you watched last right. friday spoiler alert i right. guess if you yeah. haven't he challenged to a fireflies fire or firefly funhouse fun house match, match or right. whatever that yeah, is exactly so that's probably they're doing a lot of stuff on location yeah yeah it's gonna and be so, a lot of different stuff you know the boneyard match for taker and we will talk exactly right or the faux thing that they build up in a studio somewhere so it's gonna be it's gonna be weird this is we're definitely if nothing else we are going to talk about this wrestlemania good or bad for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, on one hand, I can commend them for saying, you know, we need to continue on, right? Because we owe it, you know, we want to do it right. But at the same time, I almost wish they'd be like, you know what? We're going to postpone WrestleMania. I think you had a great idea where you said, we're going to post back WrestleMania a little bit. We're still going to give you an awesome show on April 4th or mm-hmm. April 5th or whatever. We're going to give you a show. We advertise that there's going to be a show. There's going to be a show. But man, not this show. You know what I mean? I really feel like, and we're going to go down the card here in a second, the the amount of talent that's on this show, the potential of this show was pretty darn high in my opinion. So I feel like they, they easily could have just said, you know what, guys? And everybody would have understood. You know, it's not like NBA fans are like, how dare they cancel? They they understand it. You know what I mean? So it, it's just one of those things now where you just go, 
All right. And honestly, we're quite lucky that nobody from, you know, in the wrestling profession, whether it's AEW or anyone else, has gotten the virus just yet because, you know, I don't know if that would set off a chain reaction where like, there's no shows. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we're really lucky in that regard as well. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, other leagues and other people aren't as lucky. But, you know, in, in that sense, uh, we've been pretty blessed. But let's just go right in now. Let's actually preview and give our predictions for the card as it stands right now. Like I said, guys, we're, we, we've had so much news come out over the past couple weeks that we don't know who the hell is going to be actually on the show by the end of the day. Yeah. We're going to have, you know, maybe it's all legends just everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> everywhere. I'm not really sure. But um, let's just go right into it, Mike. Let's, you know, I'm assuming you got the match list pulled did. up, right? Okay, let's there just jump 14 right into of them. Jesus. All right. Just so we're aware. Sure. Um, so we're going to start... With Daniel Bryan challenging Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Title, who do you have and why? Uh, the problem, the only problem I have with the with these matches is it was like made like yesterday. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's hard. Um, I'd like to say that Daniel Bryan gets the win here, but mm. I don't think he does. Uh, Sami Zayn just got the title. I think there's more mileage with him as champion. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say Sami retains due to some shenanigans. Okay, I'm going to say Sammy re- uh, retains yeah. straight up. Yeah. I, honestly, I wish you... Yeah, I, I think it's... If they allow them the time, this is a match that's going to be severely hindered mm-hmm. by no crowd. Yes. Because I don't think people appreciate how good Sami Zayn is as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows... Everyone's like, oh, Dave Bryan. We get it. But mm-hmm. Sami Zayn is very, very good. So the fact that they're getting put in a position to kind of go out there and just have a great match for 10, 15 minutes... I'm going to really enjoy it. It's just going to be hampered by the crowd because I think the crowd would be super hot for this matchup. Yes. Um, all right, let's go next one. Um, Elias versus King Corbin. Oh, boy. Um, who cares, number one. But I'm going to say Elias wins with a guitar shot somehow. Okay. He gets a guitar in there somehow just to for I'm whatever gonna, reason. I'm going to go opposite yeah. because... Why not? <laughs> I'm going to go King Corbin because yeah. I think he's going to win and it's going to, for some reason... Go way too long and go to the next pay per view at some oh, time, and that's geez. when Elias. Yeah, Corbin is the king of being able to like extend extend storylines story for like eight months. Mm-hmm. It's pretty impressive, and he loses every time. It's yes. quite it's quite impressive. Um, next up, we got Aleister Black taking on Bobby Lashley. Why you ask? No reason whatsoever. Just to get him on the card. We have no reason whatsoever. Bobby Lashley has been out in South Africa doing promotional work. He's been quarantined just in case. So he hasn't been able to do nothing for this whole build. Um, I'm going to say Aleister Black wins because there's no reason to give Bobby Lashley a win here. I 100% agree, and I like Aleister Black. So yeah, I think, I, I, think Black, I think Black hits Lashley in three minutes with the Black Mass, and it's and it's over. Um, Where we go over this card, my whole, like, wow, this card of potential is really going out the window. Well, I'm kind of going, I'm kind of yeah. trying to go. Oh, yeah, for sure. Most, yeah, for like, sure. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get uh, Street Profits taking on Andrade and Angel Garza for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Okay, so now this is the first match that could be potentially changed, right? We're hearing, we've heard now that Andrade did not participate, right, in that, or that he is out mm-hmm. um, due to an injury. Not because he's sick, injury. yeah, but he's actually hurt, which is extremely unfortunate um, because I like the team of Andrade and Angel Garza. I don't think they were going to win the titles anyway. I think it's a makeshift team. Yeah. Um, but with Zelina Vega, there is the familiarity there, obviously. But because Andrade was suspended and didn't have time for a proper U.S. title, and Mysterio is being quarantined right now for precautionary purposes, that's kind of think they were going there. So I've heard Austin Theory is the replacement, which 
if you're Austin Theory, big ups to you because that's a hell of a spot to be put in. I don't care where you're at. If you are you just lost on NXT not that long ago, now you're getting put on Mania, that's a pretty big deal. Um, obviously, Street Profits retain, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it'll be an entertaining match. Again, another match that I think is going to be hampered by the crowd because the Street Profits rely so heavily, you know, the mm-hmm. cup thing, and they're, they're, they rely so heavily on the crowd involvement, mm-hmm. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna hurt the match, but I think it'll be. I think it'll be okay. All yeah. good talents. Yeah, I got. I got the Street Profits in a good technical match. Yeah. but it is gonna be a little weird with no crowd for that particular match. I will say this though: Montez Ford is a, is, is, awesome. a, is a star yeah. in the making. Absolutely. Um. We, next up, we got the Miz and Morrison champions defending against the New Day and the Usos in a triple threat ladder match for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. <laughs> Who you got? Right, so another match that is potentially hampered. The Miz, we've heard now, he he's sick, not with the coronavirus, is from what I've read, but just in general, I think he's just not feeling the greatest. So he did not participate at WrestleMania, to the best of my knowledge. So I don't really know what this match is going to be, yeah. quite frankly. If they do some, if it's like a two versus two versus one thing, I think the Usos or New Day take the titles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that if it's some sort of weird triple threat singles kind of thing, that are somehow still for the tag titles, I think potentially Morrison can retain just because I think Morrison coming back, they just got the titles, right? I'm loving Ms. Morrison being back together. Yeah. I'm loving, the, I think that this feud has more mileage on it mm-hmm. with the Usos and New Day. I think it's, I think it's what people wanted when the Revival went to SmackDown. It's like we had all three of these teams going at it, but mm-hmm. since the Revival was kind of out the door, we're getting Ms. Morrison. I'm loving the tag division on SmackDown, so I think that if if it's still a tag match in the typical sense for the three teams and Morrison's just out there by himself, I think I'm going to say Usos get the win. Mm-hmm. If not, and it's some weird modified thing, I'm going to say Morrison and Miz retain. See, I know that's a weird backhanded yeah. way of answering See, it, but I, we don't know what this match is going to be. I think it's going to be Miz and Morrison no matter what. Here's yeah. why. I think they can do an interesting thing where I think if they do a – Tag versus tag versus singles. Yeah, I think you're gonna have a thing where he's gonna be kind of like powder yeah, the right. whole time. Yeah, and good then call. It's good gonna call. be like they a, knock each other out. Morrison runs up there at the last second, grabs yeah, him. Yeah, grabs it. I something. would love that. that you know that's I mean? great like, storytelling. I think, I think that's a way that you can get around that. With, yeah, for sure. Uh, having tag teams in there because they're gonna yeah. take each other out. And with the ladder match, you allow yourself to nobody really gets pinned either. So yeah. I just didn't want to make either team look worse losing to an individual guy. That's yeah. only well, my that's only reason. I think in a regular one on one setting, like a pinfall he'd be screwed. Yeah, I think you have the Usos do their like splash yeah. Morrison just goes throws him out and pins yes. him and it doesn't make right. anyone look too bad yeah for sure um, for sure but yeah so I miss Morrison no okay. matter what yeah I, I honestly hope they do I hope you know the sooner this virus gets out of here and we and we you know we practice social distancing and we do the things that the government is telling us to do once we get through this period which we're going to get through it guys um, once we get through this though, that SmackDown tag team division, I still think Rude and Ziggler are a good team. You know, you got Heavy Machinery that's like young, up and coming. Raw, meh, but SmackDown really putting some heavy emphasis on it, and I'm really enjoying what yeah. they're putting out there right now. Uh, next up, we got Kevin Owens for Seth Rollins. Um, yeah, see, this is tough for me because in on one hand, I feel like Seth should get the win here, mm-hmm. almost because I think his character, you know, what I mean, but. It, it, it sees it that way, mm-hmm. but I could also see Owens. Once again, this is another match that's going to be severely hampered by by no crowd because I think Rollins has done a nice job of really getting the crowd to turn against him. Kevin Owens with like the kind of weird Stone Cold esque vibe. Mm-hmm. He's got the stunner now. Um, you know, when he hits the stunner, I feel like people would lose their minds. You know, mm-hmm. in that big stadium like that. Um, I'm gonna say Rollins wins, but not clean. 
Um, I also am going to yeah. say Rollins wins. That, that's a toss-up for me. It's yeah. just kind of a match. You know, I, I honestly wish him and Murphy were still tag champs and then it was going to be Owens and Joe. I really thought that's where they were going with it. I feel like that match not only elevated the world tag titles, but also could have helped Murphy kind of ascend to, okay, he belongs in that realm with Rollins and Owens and Joe. Yeah. But since Joe's out and everything else, he kind of broke down a little bit. But that was just me wishing. <laughs> Next up, we have a fatal five-way elimination match yeah. for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Yeah. Bailey, Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Tamina. Yeah, boy. All right. So, we um, have... I hope Bailey retains, quite yeah. frankly. Um, I think she's doing great work as the women's champion. Um, these empty arena promos are rough. But outside of that, up until that point, I think she did a, I think she did a really nice job. I was honestly hoping Paige was coming back. I, hope, yeah. I was hoping that was what the announcement was going to be. Um, but not the case. I don't see Naomi winning it. I, I don't see, um, Tamina winning it. I mean, why, you know, I guess Sasha, but I'd almost rather have Sasha like have the title mm-hmm. in her hands and then similar fashion, Bailey retains. And then we spin it off into that feud for the next six yeah, months. I am a hundred percent agree. I yeah. hope it's Bailey. Yeah. If anyone else has to win it, Sasha, but I hope yeah. it's probably Bailey. And, and, and weirdly is it's not so much that I don't want to give other people a chance necessarily, but in this particular instance, I don't think anybody else is, is like on such a hot streak that I feel like, oh, let's give the SmackDown Women's title to somebody else. I think Bailey as a heel has done a really nice job being a heel. So I, I think she deserves to keep it. All right. So now we're going to hit the bigger matches, yeah, for at sure. least in my opinion, yeah, on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're going to hit Edge versus Randy Orton. Last I'm so excited. Match. We're so excited for this This match. is, I think, the first match I've mentioned. Yeah. And I think it can work well without a crowd. Yes. And because I think that you could have them taunt and yell at each yeah. other. And without the crowd, you, you can really, really hear feel, yeah. and like feel the tension between I, the two. I think that's a double-sided coin, though, because I also think with Edge coming back, the, oh, the, the whole, my be, gosh, like the whole time, I feel like the crowd would be buzzing, yes. like up at a I fever agree. pitch that's the entire it. time. But I agree with you, though, in, in the way that they built this, where it's extremely personal. It's extremely like, all right, you know, I mean, like, I'm going to put you out. Like, this is it kind of thing. Um, you know, Edge has been doing some really good mic work. Orton's been really doing, like, the sleaze ball, like, but not understanding why everyone hates something. It's really been really enjoyable. I think this has potential to be match of the night yeah. by far, especially if Edge is even remotely what he was when he retired. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say Edge wins here. Uh, I think it's going to be a great match. But I, I think Edge needs to win here, yeah. honestly. Um, I'm I'm probably the most conflicted on this yeah. one. I think Edge wins, but I wouldn't be shocked if Orton wins because I think you could push it off then yeah. to another show. Yeah. But I, I'm going to have Edge win. Too. I think Edge wins, but I think they go with the Taker-Triple H finish the first time where it was like Taker won, but Triple H walked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of feel with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're like, Triple H lost, but he's like, I kicked your ass the entire yeah. time. Whereas in... You know, in this match, I feel like Edge, because he hadn't been back, you know, what what's he going to look like for a long mm-hmm. period of time? Blah, 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 blah. He wins with a surprise spear, but he's just obliterated, yeah. you know, by the end of it. Um, so next up, we got The Undertaker versus AJ Styles in a Boneyard match. match. Whatever that is. So we is. don't really know the rules or how it's going to be set up. I'm assuming it's some kind of buried alive casket type Thing? match. I don't really but know. But I don't know what the... I just I hope somebody pull, picks up like a headstone that's made of like foam or something and hits somebody with it, and it, like and it just it bounces off and be like, "Oh my gosh!" And Michael Cole makes a big deal out of it. Um, 
I'm going to say Taker wins here. It just doesn't make a lot of sense for AJ to win, quite frankly. Um, in this setting, if this was a regular match, I'd feel like AJ had a, more of an edge to take it here. I know a lot of people online are saying that AJ should win this match, but at the same time I go, but as long as you put up a great performance against The Undertaker, I don't feel like it hurts you in the yeah. long run. So, And I don't know what their plans are for AJ long term. So yeah. I think Taker wins just because of the weirdness of the situation. I'm also going to go Taker. I yeah. feel like this one, if it was a normal arena and Taker was still undefeated, yeah. maybe you have yeah. like that big match feel mm-hmm. for this. Yeah. But since like he's already lost twice now, yeah. and this is kind of like a weird off-branded kind of mm-hmm. match, yep. I think Taker wins. Yeah, I feel like they're just trying to get every dream match possible out of Taker. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they gotta do what they can with this. Yeah, for sure. Um, so now we're in the top five. I think these are the five biggest matches. God, this is gonna be a good thing they're breaking it up into two days. Like, yeah. it, oh boy. Um, so we got John Cena versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, in a supposedly gonna be Firefly Funhouse match. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm gonna say The Fiend wins. Or now, Bray. I've, heard, I've heard an interesting thing where yeah. they're gonna do like all of Bray Wyatt's characters in oh, one kind of neat. That'd be so kind of neat. So they're going to start yeah. off with like he disappears, WrestleMania 30, oh, okay. like a tire yeah, kind of thing. Right. And then he's going to go through that. Then he's going to come back as like Firefly Bray Wyatt. Mm. And then he's going to end it and beat him with the Fiend. Mm. I heard that's like kind of a thing that they've yeah. They could potentially do that. The only problem I have with those kind of things, I'm like, can they, like, because Bray Wyatt can just wrestle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. a good wrestler. Like, yes. like, why not just... Let them go and have a match instead of it always being... I get in this particular instance why they're doing it the way they're doing it, yeah. but I feel like him and Cena could tear the house down. I really could, do. Yeah. I think I think Bray gets the win. There's oh, yeah. no reason for Cena to win this match it's whatsoever. Um, but I think it'll be entertaining, but I also think it's going to be very weird. I feel like it's going to... I, I'm going to get flashbacks to Orton and Bray yeah. Wyatt from that weird yeah. house thing, thing that they yeah. did. Oh, yeah, ago, I remember that. Like, yeah. 2017. Right, where it was for the title, but it wasn't for the title kind of thing. Yeah, no one knew, weird. but it was, like, in the house, and yeah, they, like, find him in the house. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It was weird. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking okay. about. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, we got, next up, we got Goldberg as champion facing Roman Reigns for the Universal title. Okay. So How are we going to main event the first night? So, now, now, here's the thing, though. I don't know now, because Reigns is out of Mania. Yes. Right? So we're here that's Braun Strowman yes. is the fill-in, I guess. So with that being said, first off, yawn. I would have rather than put anybody else in this match. Yeah. Like, put Jeff Hardy in. Put anybody. I would have rather than put Corbin in, honestly. Just because I, I, I'm i not okay with Braun Strowman becoming Universal Champion. Let me put it that way. His Intercontinental run didn't do anything. So I hope, and I can't this really blew up in their face because... What you could have done is you could have just left the damn title. If, if you know uh, hindsight being twenty twenty, I would have rather seen Bray Wyatt and Cena be for the title, mm-hmm. and Cena beat Bray, and Cena wins his umpteenth championship, and just get it over with, rather than what we have now. Because Goldberg against name a guy outside of Reigns, it's going to be a train wreck. It was going to be a train wreck regardless, but this is going to be rough. Yeah. Because, who do you go with there? Are you really think Bra- you think Braun gets the title here? No, this this is the one time where I think I think Goldberg should win almost. Yes, unfortunately. yes, because you need to wait for Reigns make, to beat him. Yeah, just make him a tank until whoever beats oh, him. There's only one goodness. name that could come in and yeah. I'd be so okay with it, and yeah. it's Matt Riddle. This yes. would be a perfect time yeah. for Matt Riddle to just yeah. go. Just, oh, you need an opponent. Yeah. Here we go, and right. then he wins, and now he's yeah. moved up. But he's like NXT tag champ now and shit. So like, yeah, they, they got a whole that. feud going on yeah. with those big. But yeah. I think that that would be even if he lost or whatever. I think yeah. he, that would be a great replacement. Oh. But 
they're gonna probably go with Braun Strowman, and it'll be a. It's gonna match. be. It's gonna be. Eh. It's gonna go five minutes, yeah. and I, unfortunately, I I want to say Goldberg retains because you can't. Number one, Braun's a good guy right now. Number yeah. one. Number two. Um, what do uh, it's it's just bad, dude. Yeah. All the way around, it's bad. If, at least with Jeff, I feel like you could have did something where like Jeff's like, you know, he's coming back, he's taking his off, he's taking the shot with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, he loses, whatever sure. it goes on, does his shtick. But uh, you know, this really sucks without Reigns being on the card here. Like, if any match could have been modified, this is the one match I feel like outside of Drew and Brock, you couldn't touch. Yeah. And it's like crap. You know what I mean? So the fact that Reigns, from what we heard, is not on the card. And yet they still haven't announced it officially yet. Oh boy! Yeah. So interesting. Um, our top three here we yeah. got Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler for the Raw Women's Title. Shayna wins. I don't think it's any question here. I, I think don't she. Think so I think she needs to win. I don't. Becky's been champ for a, a year. year. Like almost an entire like, like, like a year. year. Yeah, a year. And I think WrestleMania last year was April fifth. Yeah. So, so I think she's was, been champ be for about year. a year. She's done everything she needs to do. She's beat Oscar. She's beat Charlotte. She's beat this person. She's beat the, whoever it is. She beat them all. Let's go. Need, yeah. need a new dog up top there. Yeah. And Shayna's perfect to be that yeah, dog. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we got Rhea Ripley as champion defending against Charlotte Flair for the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah. This one's. Uh, <laughs> In in your smart money is you go with Rhea Ripley in mm-hmm. this in this you know in this match right Ripley the up and comer she's been hot she beat Shayna for the title right you know she's had all the momentum go I don't know where she actually came from quite frankly like know. I didn't see that her being the person to rise up out of this um, but good for her I think it's going to be a pretty good match for the most part it's going to be a little slower than I think people are going to expect Ripley's not a high flyer kind of person um, but. I, I think I, I'm going to say Ripley wins just because she should win, yeah. in, in all honesty. Charlotte doesn't need this win. She didn't need to win the Rumble, quite frankly. No, she didn't. But it, now that we're here, it does not help Charlotte to win the NXT women's title. It does not help her any. It doesn't yes. add anything to the legacy. It doesn't do anything. And you know you can't have Charlotte on NXT if she wins it, you really gonna take Charlotte off Raw and SmackDown? See, I think that Ooh. I think rating wise, I yeah. think that's the only reason why this is a match. Yeah, is because I think that if Charlotte wins, yeah. I think they're trying to get that ratings pop over AEW yeah. and maybe having Charlotte. I don't, I don't think I don't think that, I don't think she moves the needle enough. And I think what it does too, I think it stymies the growth of the other women on yeah, NXT. She's just gonna dominate. Yeah, game. right. Well, like this, you know, because you're having that ladder match. You know, in a couple six, weeks from now, right? And like, yeah. so say Candice LeRae wins, right? Yeah. I'd rather Candice LeRae be the super underdog against Rhea Ripley, who's been on stop. She beat Shayna, she beat Charlotte, like, oh my gosh, kind of thing. But instead, you're gonna have Charlotte there, and it's like, okay, but you know, yeah. great. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's anyone on the main roster that could top the ratings enough right now to uh-uh. get mm-hmm. it over. Uh, I think. I think if like Rollins went back. Think I think, so, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think like if you traded, I think if you traded the Undisputed Era for like Rollins. for Rollins and his clique of guys or something like that, he can and just just dominated yeah. kind of thing. I think they could. I think that could possibly do it. But even then, it's, right now it's just you're just you're you're fighting an uphill battle because it's like you're it's like NXT's fighting Raw. Yeah, is really what it is. It's not NXT fighting AEW's version of NXT, and yeah. that's where people get the disparity. But that's another conversation for another day. But long story short, I think Ripley should get the win here. Yes, I 100% agree on that. Yeah. And finally, we have the champion Brock Lesnar coming in with the WWE Championship 
fighting the 2020 Royal Rumble winner, Drew McIntyre. Drew gets the win. Um, I want it to Thank go God. about 12 minutes. I don't want it to go super long. Yeah. Um, I I'll want be, it to, I'll be okay with half a world champion. I, I want it I want it to be I want it to be balls to the wall the entire match, right? I want to stare down and then ring ding 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 and we're boom. I was and gonna say col- what I what I want is a better version of Goldberg Lesnar yes, thirty three. Yes, exactly. I want six it, minutes yeah. and just kill each other. Right. I feel like I you know, Brock for all the crap we give Brock, Brock knows what to do, when to do it, mm. you know what I mean? And when the payoff is where it's going to be at. And and this match, that this is the match that I think is most affected by the crowd because... Oh, 100%. Because this is Drew's moment, and this match had the makings to be a true, like, not classic in the sense of technical, but classic in the sense of we are truly anointing a new guy. Yeah. Like, like, we haven't seen that since 31. Since mm-hmm. Rollins won the title, really. Because Dana Bryan got hurt right after. So it was yeah. hard for us to be like, Bryan's champion for six months. It didn't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? It didn't happen. But in this case, everyone's been on the McIntyre train now. I've been on the train since he debuted back on Raw. I'm like, let's go. Wrap it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's the guy. And so now that he's finally getting the opportunity, this is a time for me where I go, all right, we're 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 getting another guy to the main event scene. Not upper upper card. No, no. Main event, world champion, not flash in the pan, Jinder Mahal type crap. No, we're doing the full Rollins, Reigns, Kevin Owens type push yeah. to the moon. Let's have him be champion. And he's going to put on, I feel like, phenomenal matches for months and years to come. I really yeah, do. I, like, I 100% you know agree. What I, mean? I, I think this could be a crowning moment for Lesnar just as much for Brock, yeah. or for, for Drew, because I feel like Lesnar could give him a great physical type match that makes Drew look like a million bucks. Yeah. I we talked about a couple weeks ago how yeah. we were talking about like what championship you would want to win. Yeah. And I think if McIntyre wins the WWE championship and yeah. goes on a run, yeah. I think for me it changes to yes. the WWE title yes. just like that. Yeah. It's already high up there like mm-hmm. a title oh, I yeah, want for to win. Sure. Yeah. But like because yeah. of Okada's reign in New Japan and all that stuff yes. like it's it's yes. just so like that title is so prestigious that right. you win it. It's a thing. Yeah. If Matt, I think McIntyre can be the guy to really yes. push this title over the moon and be like, he beats I mean, Rollins, Reigns, the Fiend. Scene. You're like, man, yeah. this guy's just yeah. And that's the thing, right? And and you're allowing. I mean, the best the the best top guys are guys that can go from face to heel mm-hmm. like that. Like yeah. Drew wouldn't have to do much to go right to being. So it's like, all right, he goes through. Say he beats an AJ and then he beats Rollins. Like, okay, now he. Now we're getting a little bit of a thing here, and now maybe you know the the roster gets shaken up again. Now he's facing like, can you imagine him and Reigns next year at Mania? Mm-hmm. Talk about I know they had it last year, but but yeah. for the world title main event, him him Reigns, give him twenty five minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean that's money right mm-hmm. there, or him and Rollins, or whoever. Like, wow, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Real quick here before we kind of uh, segue out into the second half of the show here and go to break. Um, you have you have Magter two winning, right? I do have Magter. Okay, yes. for sure. Um, real quick, I just want to hit on um, on the Raw after because they've already taped it technically, okay. right? Yeah. Do you think anything happens? Because that's the biggest Raw of the year, right? Yes. Do you think with with everything that's gonna possibly happen at NXT, right? Like you know we're gonna have the the ladder match. You know we're gonna have Dream versus Cole. I don't think Cole drops it to the Dream. By the way, I don't think that happens. I don't think so either. But. 
Do you see anybody like the Undisputed Era coming up? I I, I, I say coming up, but it, whatever. Yeah, it's like switching moving, brands, switching for, like, whatever. Shake up or whatever. Just be, it, it, here's my rationale behind it, right? Just a little bit is I feel like that would do something to kind of give people a little bit of like, all right, they're here. Like something else to kind of jolt everybody. Okay. WrestleMania was what it was, but all right, we got some new, we got some big stuff coming in for SummerSlam. I think, um, now no, yeah, no. Before yes, yeah, okay. I did think that with that takeover, yeah. I think either at Takeover Mania he was going to drop it and they were going to move a whole bunch of right. guys around. Mm-hmm. Now because you don't really know, like NXT, yeah. the next like three weeks are having all their championship matches, mm-hmm. but Mania is next week. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that if Cole's NXT champion, I don't think he'll come up as NXT champion. No, okay. So I think I think if you do see guys come up, I do think you could see guys like Champ or Gargano. I think one of them does. I, I, I think, think one of them because well, they're doing that blow off. I think it's Gargano because I think Champ is going to win the title and roll for a little bit. Yeah, because Gargano's done everything. Like Champ yeah. really hasn't had. I know, all and that's that my word with the Era too. It's like I feel like strong and. Yeah. and and, and I think Fish and Rorado just kind of floating until they Cole are, drops they, it. Yeah, they're going to float until Champa beats Cole eventually, and then right. they'll come up. Mm-hmm. I think guys like the Velveteen Dream will mm-hmm. come up, or mm-hmm. um, yeah, some tag team maybe will come. I think there's yeah. not there's not going to be that like oh my Mass god, like when, when like yeah. Balor come, came mm-hmm. in, everyone's like Balor's here. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. like you're not going to get that moment, but I think you'll get a few guys, yeah. especially Champa or Cole. Or Champa and Gargano, one yeah. of the two will come up. Yeah, just just something interesting to kind of think about because I'm just like, okay, that is the um, that's like the one part of Mania where you just go, okay, like we're ready, yeah. we're rolling, kind of thing. So it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be, you know, it is what it is. But you know, hopefully Mania, we're gonna see. It's gonna be historic, one way or the other. Hopefully we come on the show next week and be like, hey, Mania is not till June. <laughs> Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't think it's going to happen, but, you know, maybe that means that because Mania doesn't hit as hard as it would, maybe we get some better stuff. I, I would love for this whole show yeah. to be, like, four weeks of Raw. Yeah, no kidding, right? Like, they're doing with NXT, kind yeah. of, where it's like, you know what, we're going to give you this Every stuff we promise, and matches. then Mania is going to be bananas. Yeah. Like, just wait, kind of thing. Obviously, it's not going to happen. Maybe that means SummerSlam is, like... Holy crap! SummerSlam was awesome this year, kind of thing. Let's let's look. Let's be positive about it. Hopefully, we see. Let's hopefully we see some good moments, if nothing else, right? Hopefully, we're gonna see some new champions crowned for sure. We're gonna see you know guys hopefully being made and and really skyrocketed to the next level. So I'm hoping that that's what's gonna happen. So uh, you know, Mania is next weekend, guys. You know whether we like it or not. As of right now. Buckle up, ready to go. Watching something next, right? All right. After the break, we're gonna do another Merc Zone mock draft, my favorite part of the show by far. Then we're gonna talk some coronavirus stuff, but not in the way you think. We're gonna be talking about all that after the break. Stick around. Hey guys, it's the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika, and I know that this whole coronavirus thing, it, it's been a complete and utter disaster, right? I know you're stuck at home, I know you have family members and friends that may be afflicted or may be affected by this, but I want to let you guys know to stay strong, right? Follow the government's rules, the, the CDC and all that good stuff, make sure you're practicing social distancing, don't go out of your house a lot, you know, unless it's for food or for the bare essentials, you know, really take this seriously, but while you're doing that... I don't think of a better way to spend some quality time, right? I know sports are limited. I know that, you know, there's nothing new coming out right now. All the movies are kind of shut down. 
what better way to bring yourself a little bit of joy in this world during this time than by listening to the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Now, I know there's not a lot of new sports. I know that it, you know, life right now seems pretty boring and monotonous, but there is always something you can look forward to. There's always something, and that is that we will be here for you every single week, Mondays at 7 a.m. Your favorite podcast will be here every single week, regardless of whatever's happening out in the real world. Take a moment, take a break, put your mind on pause, and just sit back, relax relax, agree, disagree, that's what we're here for. Make sure you listen to us every single Monday, 7 a.m. Make sure to subscribe. Thank you for all your support and stay safe. Now here's this part of this week's episode. And welcome back to part two of this week's episode, episode 70 of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. Thank you for being with us. Like we are here with you every single Monday, 7 a.m. on all your favorite podcast streaming sites. Um, all right, Mike, let's just jump right into part two um, as of this writing, right, the NFL has kind of made it known that they are not pushing back the draft, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's still going to go on either by Zoom meeting, teleconference, God, God, in we... a Marriott a hotel conference room like they used to do in What's the that? 70s. I'm in. We're going to just see the results in a newspaper. We're going to go buy a newspaper. <laughs> Whatever the case may be. I'm in. Um, but it's going to be a little bit old school, clearly. Um but, you know, it's going to be weird, right? This is, you know, we just talked about it in the first part of the show with WrestleMania, but it's one of those things to where this is going to be memorable. One way, a lot of shots of people at home, like all the prospects with their families and everything, clearly not practicing social distancing because they have a massive party for the draft. But, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but it's coming, and it's right around the corner, right? And free agency is kind of simmered down a little bit. I know there's some other moves that, the, you know, the people are hoping the Lions make. Uh, yours truly included, but um, they signed a couple linebackers yesterday or two days ago, so they have like all of the linebackers now. Um, but uh, you know, we kind of we you know we've kind of seen where everything's kind of shaken out for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the big names are out, you know, are probably signed, with the exception of like Clowney, who's probably going back to Seattle. You got like the Logan Ryan's, the the Everson Griffins, you know, so a couple of those guys, but not everybody who was a big name, the Byron Joneses, the Tom Brady's, they're gone. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the draft is, is, is going to be what it is. We don't really know how that's going to break down yet. We'll probably review that after the, after the draft happens, along with our thoughts on the pick. Better get it right. That's all I got to say. But, <laughs> but, all right, let's just jump right into your mock draft. Right. Um, where is this from and all that good stuff? Uh, we're using the Walter football one. Okay. Because it was updated <clears throat> on 327, okay, so which I think was two days ago. Yeah, a couple days ago. Yep. If I can look right. Okay. Yep. <laughs> We know what day. We know what's today. going on. Yeah, we know what's going on. <laughs> all the days don't run to each other because we're all at home all the time. Every and day. not doing anything different. <laughs> um, all right. So and there there could be possible trades. Possible trades. trades. Okay. Yes, yeah, Walter. I, I like Walter football. They they're they're pretty on it. Um, yeah. You know they 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 update it constantly. So it's always there's always no. It's content, always like you know the day after <clears throat> something happens, or, or we'll update it to mm-hmm. whatever. So for sure, for sure. It's usually right. relatively. Same, yeah, but and, and honestly, most of these mock drafts are. However, the the possibility, the Lions being in such a unique position at this point in the draft, right, where they're really the first tension spot where there could be some moving really happening. Yeah. It's an interesting time, especially for Detroit Lions fans. There's a lot of different possibilities. So it, it, it's for sure it's, it's you know, there's a lot of ways for them to screw it up. So it's, it's fun are. to explore that. Um, all right, let's jump right into it, though. First pick, Cincinnati Bengals. 
They trade out of that pick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that would be iconic. They That's get all start. of the first round picks from everybody, and somebody takes Joe Burrow. No. So they take Joe Burrow, number one. Yes. Okay. Number two, Washington stays at two, and they take Chase Young. Yes. I was. I, I thought you were going to like be like, no, they take a tackle. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number three, Lions are there. I'm going to say the Lions trade out of that pick, and the Chargers move up. You are right. <laughs> Go Rob. <laughs> All right, so then the Chargers, do, does it say what compensation the Lions no, get? No, I kind of was looking through a little bit. It looks like they got, so they flipped picks and got their second round this year. Uh-huh. And I'm assuming either a late round or some kind of next round. It doesn't say. They would have I, to, I would assume they would get more than, yeah. Yeah, so, so right. they have, I when I went through their second round, they do have two second round okay. picks. So okay, they do they have, have another third round pick by chance? Well, they already have two right now. They have the Philadelphia so pick. They have theirs. So they'll need. Yeah. So they'll need. It'll be right around their first pick in the third round. So upper part of the third. Um. Uh, no. No. Okay. So they must be getting something next year then. Yeah. They're probably getting. A next they'll year. probably get a first, exactly a first or a second that. next year. Okay. So not knowing the terms of the trade, right? You know. Either way, you're picking up a second round, say just this year. So that means you have the first two twos and two threes. Yes. Now you have a whole bunch of picks within the first eight. First 85 for sure, which is a big deal. Um, all right, so three then. Let's say the Chargers go. They take um, Tua. They do. They take Tua. Yes. Okay, cool. So Miami then looking at their roster going, we did a lot of work in free agency. Uh, the defense is finally kind of starting to come into place a little bit. So we're gonna maybe we're going to hold back, take whatever quarterback falls to us, using the Mike Merkel method where we like both of them, so we'll just take one and – you know, and we'll save our picks and, you know, get two other playmakers hopefully later in the round. So not a bad strategy by Miami. They put themselves in the position to really dictate whatever they want to do with what they did in free agency along with the amount of picks that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so number four, the Giants. Now, I read something here. I want to get your take on this. Uh, on Pride of Detroit, shout out to them. Great website, great information on all your Lions news. I highly recommend them, uh, prideofdetroit.com. But they, they did like a what is your worst case scenario for the draft okay what's your worst case scenario and you're laughing so this probably already happened so basically their thought was lions trade down to six okay right or five i i, I think they don't i yeah, don't think it's special either way but then the giants trade out a four and somebody hops them and drafts okuda chase young's already off the board and somebody hops them to get and the giants drop down yeah and somebody takes okuda and then you're stuck and they take Derek brown um, that's like in their mind is the worst case scenario is that where you trade down you get the extra pick or picks whatever but you don't get the guy that you really wanted thinking okay we, we still can get this guy I don't think that's worst case well okay that's probably is worst case scenario yeah. but if that's your worst case scenario I don't think that's an awful scenario yeah. either because I think Derek Brown well, worst, I think worst case is they say a three and take Derek Brown that's yeah. where no, I that's, throw my that, TV out the window no exactly that's right. what I mean like if yeah. you're going to drop down that means you drop down mm-hmm. so that means hypothetically you got another first or a second mm-hmm. and I think there's pretty good corners out there now obviously it's like Jeff Okuda dot 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 the next guy <laughs> yeah, like sure. there's like a big range yeah. between him and the next guy for the for most sure. part yep. but I do think that if you're able to take um look if you just name well, off like, yeah, Trayvon like, Diggs, Trayvon Diggs yeah. or um, I, I have to look, there's but there's a couple, the, the yeah, there's, corner, yeah, the LSU too. corner there mm-hmm. is also there. I think if you got one of them in a high second round, yeah, I, I don't think that's the end of the world either. Mm-hmm. And then you get Derrick Brown, who's a great defense tackle, and you need help on the D line anyway. Yeah. So I don't think that's worst case scenario. I do think that's a bad 
scenario. Big I think time. I think what you said, worst case is taking Derek Brown at three. I yeah. think that's like that, yeah, that you don't would, get anything oh, for it and you just take a defensive oh, line. Geez. I think that's I would be I'd be up I'd be pretty pissed, yeah. not gonna lie. I would be okay with I'd be like, ah, that sucks. But I'm not like I'd be man. like, he better be the second coming of Warren Sapp. That's that's how I'd look well, at yeah, it. Well, that, yeah, that's <laughs> Like, it. honestly, like, you better be the But at that point, now. would you just take Isaiah Simmons then? See, that's the thing. With what they did at linebacker now, with all the linebackers that they have, I think they kind of take linebacker off the equation Maybe. unless they drop down to, like, nine or Maybe. something. You know what I mean? I don't think they're in the Isaiah. I, I think if you rank those three prospects, I think, and I agree with Dave Burkett because he did a Facebook Live on this, uh, he thinks it's Okuda, he thinks it's Derek Brown, and then it's I, Well, now with what they've done, probably. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? I really do. Um, all right, so four then, you're laughing. So do the Giants trip? The Giants trip? No, 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 sorry, no the, Gi- the Giants stay no, home? Okay, yeah, so Giants stay there. They're going to take a tactile. I'm going to say Worfs. Yes. All right, cool. Swerfs. Yeah, why not? Because they want a more solid. It says, despite Becton's freaky 40 time, mm-hmm. uh, they think that Worfs is better. Yeah, and honestly, with a tackle, all right, great. He runs a fast forty, but if he can't block, I don't like care how fast you are. Yeah. So, um, whatever. So now we're at number five. So five, Miami's there. They're gonna take Justin Herbert. They will. They take Justin Herbert. Okay. Good yeah. Good for them. <laughs> um, I love Justin Herbert. Yeah. So it's yeah. great. He had a good combine. He had a really nice combine. I think he showed a lot of people that he's he can throw the ball yeah, like legit, like that he, he's very good like i i still think he's number three in the class but i think if he if he he kind of gets a little bit of the shaft a little bit because i think that like if he came out in the year like say geno smith came out mm-hmm. where there was not a quarterback taken until geno or something like that where like he would have been like wow justin herbert is the top five and he still is technically top but you know what i mean where it's like lock it in circle it dot it he's the guy kind of yeah. thing so um, it just because of the strength, I think, of this quarterback class is, yeah, is where he gets dinged down a little bit. Like he's, I'm glad he's not going next year because next year he'd be third he'd again. Be third again <laughs> but maybe last year, even you know, it maybe would have been a different story. Mm. So all right, so five is Miami. They take Herbert. Six, your Detroit Lions are on the clock, and they take Jeff Okuda. They do. Oh, thank God. Okay, I'm pretty much on the Okuda train at this point. Yeah. Like I'm ready for it. They need it. Wrap it up, get it it's done, get the guy. But and honestly, I'm okay with it. You know why? Because it we're so much about the image, right? And I think you made a great point about this when we first started doing this, where I was like, if if Chase Young is there and they take him, you can't bitch, right? Mm-hmm. You can't complain because you know that they did what they could mm-hmm. and they got the best player. Everyone's saying it. Everybody and their mom is saying that Chase Young is the best player in the draft, mm-hmm. right? So that's why you didn't trade down. In this case, Chase Young's gone. They take a corner, a spot they have not outside of Slay, and they had Dre Bly for a minute too. But, like, we have not had historically good corners. So they take the best corner in the draft that everybody's saying is Patrick Peterson 2.0, and they take a guy, they get an extra pick for it. I don't think any Lions fan could complain about this pick if they're thinking about it logically. Mm -hmm. So there we go. So Okuda's your pick. I'm I'm totally okay with it. The Buckeyes, man, they just churn out talent like, it's freaking I know. craziness, dude. It's, it's absolutely insane. Absolutely um, insane. Uh, yeah. yes, but, I all wish, right. I wish. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Jeez, out. no kidding. <laughs> um, all right, let's continue on, though. Okay, so we've got... Um, Carolina's at seven. Carolina's at seven. They take... Do they take Isaiah Simmons, then? They don't. They take Derrick Brown? Yeah, they okay. do. Okay. Wow, so Simmons is going to fall, then, like, the Raiders? No, he falls to Jacksonville at nine. Oh, okay. Because right, cool. they just love their linebackers. Okay. So. 
Yeah, um, sounds about right. Arizona takes uh, Wills, Jedrick Wills, mm-hmm. offensive tackle. Yeah, makes sense now. That, yeah, they're they're basically out of the wide receiver round now completely yeah. with with DeAndre Hopkins coming over. So, yeah. um, Jerry Judy goes to the Vegas Raiders yeah. at twelve, and San Francisco because of that trade with DeForest Buckner. Yeah, gets CD Lamb at thirteen. That fits the Emmanuel Spanier spot quite well. Where does Ruggs go? Does Ruggs go sooner than that? He goes to Denver at fifteen. At fifteen. All right. Once again, another big target right for Drew Locke to get. Um, they signed Glenn, Graham Glasgow and Sam Martin. Were they enough? Mm. And Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, all the lines. Tampa Bay, interesting. Fourteen. They yeah. pick DeAndre Swift, the running back out of Georgia. Wow. Probably to help out. Um, well, I mean, I, man, they don't, they don't like Ronald Jones, huh? Yeah. Well, maybe I'm higher on him than than others are, but um. Rest of this it wouldn't shock me though. I think Tampa Bay is pushing all their chips to the table, and they go, "Who can help us now? Mm. Like, what is? The, there's no development needed. Who's the guy now? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that doesn't shock me even a little bit that they're going that route, you know, whatsoever. Um, and then some bigger names, I guess. Um, we can go. Jonathan Taylor goes 18 to Miami. Wow, yeah, running backs really making a run up into the middle. Yeah. Before, we didn't have any in the first round. Now we've got two within the yeah. top 20. All right. And then um, Grant Delpit goes yeah. to Baltimore at 28. That's a great pick. It's a great pick by Baltimore, making yeah. that defense even better. Another playmaker. They need a safety because they let go Tony Jefferson. Mm-hmm. To, Pearl, to pair with Earl Thomas. Whew, boy. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to enter the second round here. Okay. Um, the pick right before the Lions, Indianapolis Colts take corner Trevon Diggs. Oh, I was about to say, I was literally just about to ask. I was like, is Diggs still there? I was like, man, maybe they're yeah. going to go back-to-back corner. Yeah. <laughs> they just take two best players in the draft. So the Lions oh. at 35. Lions, if you don't know who they pick, where do you think they go? Oh, boy. All right. So I, they, they Their get, next pick, by the way, yeah. will be at 37. So two, like... They yeah. got thirty five the Giants pick and then they pick again. Right, which so. is which is awesome, right? So in th- in this case, I feel like they have a little bit of wiggle room here. Honestly, with the way this is set up right now, I want them to go interior offensive line. Okay. It's kind of where I want them to go with one of these next two picks. So I'm going to say Cesar Ruiz, the guy from Michigan, is the guy. They don't. They don't. They actually they stick on the defensive okay. side. Okay. They take Zach Bond, defense end out of Wisconsin. Okay, now that's a pick that we've seen a couple times now mm-hmm. to them. I don't know a ton about him. I probably should look up his, his draft report. But mm-hmm. um, fine. You know what I mean? Uh, once again, you have you have some flexibility here. I'd rather honestly go get a guy, yeah, know, and then you know, then maybe draft somebody a little bit later. But you get two third round picks too, so yep. I don't think the edge rusher outside of Espinenza and uh, yeah, Young are are like. Say that again. Are you talking about uh, like, uh, the yeah. guy from Penn State? Yeah. No, uh, Iowa. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like out of the, outside of those two guys, I feel like there's a big drop off after that. Yeah. A little bit in pass rusher. Bit. So I don't necessarily know if I'm in love with that pick that high. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But all right, let's keep going. Uh, number thirty-six, Giants take Antoine Winfield Jr. Safety out of Minnesota. I still think he's in. I feel still think even though they just signed Deron Harmon or traded for, he's only on a one year. He's mm-hmm. got one year left, so that's not necessarily out of the realm either. Um, and then the Lions pick at thirty-seven. Oof. All right, so I think here, I think they need to go wide receiver, I think. Uh, so I'm going to say Chase Claypool, wide receiver on Notre Dame. If I got this, by the way, talking about calling my shot. Uh, they don't, Damn. but I think you might like <laughs> They take J.K. Dobbins, running back out of Ohio State. Yes, yes, our camera died, so we're not going to have a uh, live YouTube this week, but I'm holding my hands up high because I would be uber thrilled. I'd be pissed about, honestly, if, we're, if I'm being honest about myself, and you know me, I'd be super pissed about the DN pick. But then I'd be like, 
on cloud nine about the Dobbins pick. Mm-hmm. So I'd be very up and down with it. But I'm mad about it. I like that pick. Yeah. Uh, and then trying to find some bigger names here. Yeah, for sure. Oh, here's one. Yeah. Jordan Love yep. goes 45 to Tampa. Wow. So there are. So they're basically like, they get <laughs> Brady. Like, and you better win go. it in two years, Brady, because we got your backup right here. Yeah. He's coming in. That's honestly, though, I don't know if they do that. Just I think it's a smart move. I don't know if they do just because they're like, all right, we got a two-year window here to get this done. But yeah. also, I understand it from the perspective, okay, what if Brady gets hurt? Yeah. And we're, we've got all this resources, and now we don't have anybody who can run the ship? Mm-hmm. You know? It's a little scary, for sure. Yep, and then so now we enter the third round. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you think the yeah, Lions boy. go? They, the they, they got two picks, right? They got they got their own pick, and yeah. then they've got Philadelphia's pick from the Slay trade. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say interior offensive line. They need an they need a guard. Yeah, they need a guard. So I I know that they could technically sign Kenny Wiggins, but they just signed Odeyabushi. He's a depth guy. You need a guard. So I'm gonna say they take a guard. I don't have one in front of me necessarily, but I'm gonna say they go guard or um, offensive lineman. They're taking defensive tackle Marlon Davidson. Uh, he's from Auburn, yeah. and they said that if the number three pick is on Derrick Brown, this definitely changes. Right. But without that pick, yeah. uh, they would take this defensive. Yeah, end, I don't end know end if tackle. I agree with that. I think that once again, defensive tackle is such a spot where it, you really—it's not the most important part of this defense. Yeah. It's really not. And once again, you don't have a guard right now. Like they don't have one. So. Not one of any relative capability, I should say. So, And I'm including Joe Dahl as one of the starters. So that's sad enough to say. You're going to need to be able to do something here. But all right, cool. So then later on in the third. So later on the third at 85, they pick, who do you think? I think at some point you got to go offense here. So, I mean, I know they took Dobbins, but I still think you need another wide receiver, quite frankly. So I'm going to say wide, wide receiver lineman. I'm, I'm staying on my – I'm hedging my bets. <laughs> They take offensive guard Ben Bredson. Hey, hey, there we go. See, now that I'd be okay with. Yep. Now that's a value pick, right? Comes from Michigan. You know, all, you know, Michigan's O line plays always well, right? Mm-hmm. They 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 churn out good offensive linemen for whatever reason. I don't. I like that pick, right? There's some other. I'm always like in the second of the two, the second yeah. of the other round picks. But overall, not terrible, not terrible at all. What do you think of that draft? Would you be okay with it? I mean, yeah, I'd live with it. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that's like too bad. Yeah. but I think you. I think it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those things to where you know we're putting so much emphasis on this because this is such an important draft yeah. for them. They need to have a Saints like Alvin Kamara type draft. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where like they had like three guys they drafted all within the first two rounds, and yeah. they're all getting picked up options because they're all key members of the team. It needs to be that kind of draft. You need to hit on the first pick. You need to hit on round two. You need to hit round three. You need to hit on the second pick around three. If you don't, if you don't even trade out, you need to hit on your first three or four picks by far, right? Mm-hmm. And they need to be guys that come in, contribute, play meaningful snaps. There's no, you know, walking around it. You need to have these guys in there, ready to go, week one against whoever the hell they're playing. Because if not, you're probably getting fired. Mm-hmm. So that, and that's just the reality of the situation. So great job, Mike. Great find. Uh, before we end the show here, I want to talk to you real quick. Um, so obviously, right, we're going through this kind of sports freeze, the coronavirus thing. Um, real quick here, what sport do you think is most affected by this, right? And I'm not talking like the amount of people infected or anything like that. We're not that 
you know desensitized to this right it's a it's a clear problem but what i am talking about is the is the impact on the season on potential like of the teams that were kind of in contention um from a money-making perspective what team what what sport do you think is most affected by this whether it's the nba the nfl they're you know they're going to be affected by it later because i think stuff's going to get pushed back but you know nba is a total halt MLB, total halt. NHL, total halt. Yeah. You know, there's nothing. Even professional wrestling, to a certain extent, is being affected. Um, what league or sport do you think is being most affected by this right now? Um, I'm going to say the NBA. Yeah. And I think it ranks NBA, NHL, MLB. Yeah. Because I think MLB, like, technically hasn't started. Right, they were in spring so training. So they're in spring right. training. Right. So, like, you can just start the season, have a shorter season, and be fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, right. I think the NBA only because the top tier teams mm-hmm. are new together and there's a lot of older guys mm-hmm. that are in the top tier teams. So like you don't know how long like you don't know how long LeBron's gonna be good for now. Right. You don't know how long, you know, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are gonna be together and right. be able to be that team together. Right. Besides outside of Giannis, you don't know there's a lot of like uncertainty after oh, the yeah, season of like sure. how like Chris Paul, he's having an amazing year in OKC. Right. But how long after this can he have? Like this might be his last run. Right. So trying to make a run or something. Yeah. So I think that's affecting a lot of those guys, like getting out of rhythm. Mm-hmm. And then if even mm-hmm. if they cancel the season now at right. that point, they're right. like, that that was my shot. Right. You know, yeah, I'm exactly. 35 years old. That was my yeah. shot to win it. And now right. I don't have that shot anymore. Right. So I would say the NBA. I think the NHL hits it about the same as yeah, the NBA. because they were they're rolling down the they're end, rolling right? down. Yep. They're about to start the playoffs. playoffs yep. I just don't think that they're. They don't have a. They had a lot of like younger teams in the mix. Yeah, for sure. And so, I think. And I think too. There's a little bit more. You know, I think the NHL is a little more balanced as far as like. Yeah, you know, the NHL is weird. You yeah. Know, every year it's like, well, like who the hell saw the Blues yeah. in the Stanley Cup? And it didn't happen. You know what I mean? So it's like, one of those things to where I think I think you're right. I think the NBA is most affected because their top tier stars are not necessarily 26 anymore. Yeah. Like. You know, LeBron's LeBron. I think has already come out and said he's like, "This sucks." Mm-hmm. He's like, "This is killing me" because mm-hmm. he's like, "This is not good for my body." Like, I'm trying to train like it's the off season again, but like, he's like, "If we have to pick it back up again, it's gonna be a minute kind of yeah. thing." You know, so it's hard to carry that amount of weight around, moving as fast as he is. Do you think that? Do you think that the Lakers are the number one franchise that is affected most by this? Like, they're like. Son of a, like, why couldn't this have happened three years from now when LeBron was already either done, the window was gone, mm-hmm. or we already got the title so it doesn't matter anymore? Yeah. I think it affects them the most because I don't think they have another year left. Yeah. Like, I think next year right. the Clippers can easily overtake them as the best team. Yeah. I think this is the year where you could have fought it. Yeah. But I will say, though, that depending on when they start the season, mm-hmm. because if they just go, okay, we're going to play in the playoffs, yeah. it might actually help the Lakers. Yeah, because you cut out 15, 20 games. Yeah, right, you cut sure. out 20 games at the end of the year, right. and now you're starting your season against Memphis, where the Clippers haven't even played many games together yeah, as a as whole, a starting and five, they're playing yeah. Dallas in the first round. Right, that's, not, that's, a, that's not, not easy, easy for sure. Out. So I think that depending on how it cuts out, mm-hmm. you could be like, oh, I'm like number one seed and I'm playing this team that I can right. sweep in four games. Right. Maybe it helps them in that way, but yeah. in the age and the like getting in a rhythm kind of thing, it definitely hurts the Lakers. Yeah, the it's yeah, this is a this is a weird time and if you're a LeBron fan like my boy Mike is, you're yeah. you're you're really bumming hard yeah, because like they were definitely on the run for sure. Like yeah. Western Conference Finals guaranteed. Basically. Like it was like okay, here we go. Them clips. Hopefully, who's the who's them win- clips and, and then, then the, the, and then the Bucks, Bucks exactly. And like all right, let's let's do it up kind of thing for sure. Absolutely, just something to think about, right? You know, obviously. 
All right, that's going to be it for this week's show. I know we didn't go over a lot of new stuff, guys, but that's because there ain't a lot of new stuff happening, unfortunately. So next week we're going to maybe we're going to talk about some WrestleMania some more. Maybe we finally see a final car. We're going to talk, you know, obviously we're going to do another mock draft corner. We're going to do some rankings maybe. Maybe we'll rank our WrestleMania favorites. That was something we were thinking about doing this week. Uh, we might be doing some some rankings, some other good stuff. Maybe not some new stuff, but maybe you get to get do a little bit deeper dive into who me and Mike are as sports individuals and what our favorites and all that good stuff is. Uh, you know, maybe we'll dive into that a little bit while we're on a little bit of a lull here. But on behalf of the missing whaleman for the Merc Zone, I'm the Mouth of Michigan. Please stay home, stay safe, practice social distancing. We will get through this. I promise you. We are with you in spirit. I promise. Um, that's going to be it for this week's episode of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. We'll be here live every single Monday, 7 a.m. Like always, we appreciate your support. If you are not subscribed to the show yet, please, please do that. you got all the time in the world right now to do so. Um, if you're affected at all by this by this pandemic, we are with you. Our prayers are with you. Stay safe. Practice social distancing once again, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.